0: I'm Keaton Fletcher, an Assistant Professor of Industrial Organizational Psychology at Colorado State University, and this is Healthy Work. Okay, welcome back to another episode of Healthy Work. Our guest today is an amazing scholar and also a friend of mine, so I'll get out of the way and let you introduce yourself.
1: My name is Drake Van Echtem. I recently received my PhD in Industrial Organizational Psychology from the University of Houston in May. And I've been a human capital consultant at ICF Consulting for about seven months now, really enjoying the transition from academia to industry. And some of my research, uh, as well as applied interests, are around work-life topics, employee well-being, and diversity, equity, inclusion. And I'm so happy to be on the show and speak with you today, Kian.
0: Thanks so much for making the time out of your busy applied world schedule to meet with us and talk about a recently published really cool paper on parental leave. Can you tell me all about it?
1: Yeah, of course. Kind of as the background to this is that we really focused on breastfeeding um, because it is a critical health behavior uh, and it's really understudied in relation to that return to work. So for example the World Health Organization recommends breastfeeding for 6 months exclusively and then supplementing for the next year after that and that's really due to the physical and psychological health benefits for both mothers and infants but then that also relates then to benefits for organizations because then that reduces healthcare costs and reduces absenteeism. And really, we focus on that return to work and breastfeeding because we really see them as interrelated decisions. There's just so many difficulties in how you kind of allocate resources at this specific time because you only have so much time, so much energy that you could pour into these. And both work and breastfeeding are very consuming. It takes a lot of time, a lot of energy for both of those. And so that's why we really see them as interrelated. And we see those as kind of the two main outcomes, um, so breastfeeding and then also the mother's leave length. And within that, we then see and focus on two critical resources that have been kind of understudied within this area. The first one is the mother's work identity. Uh, so this is how important is work to the mother's identity. And then the second is the father's leave length. So how long do they take off at the start of when the child is born? So we expect that, okay, a more work-centric mother, they probably allocate more resources towards returning to work sooner, which also then probably leads to fewer resources for breastfeeding. And for fathers, um, if you take a longer leave, um, that likely gives resources to the mother that she can then use to either return to work sooner or use for resources for breastfeeding. However, we then also wanted to understand, okay, so we have these two resources and we have these two interrelated decisions, but really how do they relate to each other? And so we really believed that mother separation anxiety is key. That mother is likely thinking, okay, am I ready to leave my child um, and return to work? And so a mother that's more anxious to leave her child well, she is probably more likely to return to work later. Maybe she's wanting to bond more, which also facilitates breastfeeding and makes that easier. So when we put this all together, we view, okay, more work-centric mothers. um, They likely have less separation anxiety. They're probably more ready to return to work and feel less anxious about that decision, which then leads to being ready to return to work sooner uh, and breastfeed for a shorter duration. And then when fathers take a longer leave, mothers then have those resources, they likely feel less anxious about leaving their child, which then leads to returning to work sooner and breastfeeding for a shorter duration. And our findings didn't necessarily support all of that. We did find that more work-centric mothers returned to work sooner. Other than that relationship, we didn't really find that the work identity really influenced any of the other outcomes. Whereas when fathers took a longer leave, mothers had lower separation anxiety, And breastfed for longer. But then we found an interesting relationship as well, that when fathers took a longer leave, this was also associated with mothers taking a longer leave directly. But then when fathers took a longer leave, that also reduced the maternal separation anxiety, which then led to them taking a shorter leave um so we're really seeing kind of a dual effect with fathers taking a longer leave and so that was kind of our overall findings
0: i think this is so important and so cool we i mean kim and i have had two kids now and have been through this process of taking leave in you know it's weird in academia what does leave really look like but taking some sort of leave trying to navigate breastfeeding and you know i'm obviously not the one doing it but like helping you know facilitating pumping at work on very rare occasion when I could but seeing how that is really a full-time job as you're returning you know Kim was able to breastfeed for until like our kids were I think 18 months 15 months something like that um, she I'm sure she could tell you and so I love that you're studying this it's super cool and the interplay with the leave that you're given and how that interacts with separation anxiety and are you feeling ready to work and I don't know how closely tied, particularly mothers are, to their work in this role. So um, I guess, quick question for you. How did you get this data? I, did, you, did you go up to moms and dads and say, like, tell me about your experience or, or what was going on?
1: No. So whole story. I think it was like the end of my first semester in grad school, just going over with my advisor. OK, what should my master's thesis be about? I um, landed on breastfeeding as the topic, but it is a very hard population to collect data from and then adding in complications of trying to also get father's data. So she just told me one week, okay, look for any sort of archival data sets that maybe have this. So I went through a couple of different databases that have a lot of archival data, and I found a data set that has over 15 years of data from mothers, fathers, children, teachers, childcare centers, pretty much everything you could think of. So really, that data seemed like it had the potential to be a really good source of data for not only this, but maybe other projects as well. However, one downside was that the data required a non-networked computer. So essentially a computer that's not connected to the internet, as well as it was literally locked to a desk in my office. It had a whole data user agreement, had to be signed by, I think it might have even been like the legal team at the University of Houston. So it had a lot of steps to try and get access to this, but it really just kind of shows the good and bad of archival data. Uh, So on the one hand, I was able to get a data set that, frankly, I could not collect as a grad student. I don't know about you, but I did not want to be in grad school for 15 years, and especially trying to collect data on breastfeeding parents. It was just a pretty big ask, especially if you're wanting to focus on that topic. So on the one hand, that was amazing. But on the other side, most of the items in there did not come from IO psychologists. It was from a large team of uh, like child psychologists, developmental. It was just a large team. And there was honestly hundreds of variables and hundreds of files that I had to comb through to find the ones that were IO psych related, and then also thinking through, okay, what would actually be important on this topic before I even touched the data necessarily. So, yeah, that was just a quite the experience. Yeah,
0: I'm like mentally salivating over how rich a data set that is. That's so cool. We so rarely get access to something like that with multi source across time. That's awesome. And yeah, like you said, one of the benefits of archival data. like Thank you, other people, for having already collected this. So if I'm a manager, uh, what can I do with your study? What should I do?
1: Um, So I would say that there are kind of three takeaways. I'll approach it from not just the manager, but one thing would be... Organizations need to provide parental leave. The United States does not have paid leave at the federal level. And so maybe part of it could be managers and workers should advocate for equitable paid leave for all parents. But I mean, it's a systemic issue. Organizations and society need to provide parental leave because parents can't take leave if it's not available. And then number two, hopefully once we have a paid federal policy, or if you're lucky and your organization provides a policy, then that organization should encourage longer parental leave. Um, And maybe one mechanism would be through manager training. So, I mean, managers are really key to employees knowing about and using policies. Um, So even if there is no formal manager training um, and you are a manager, make sure you know what policies are available at your organization. Make sure you know what's available maybe in your state and really make sure you know those and that your employees know those and that you're really encouraging their use. And making sure that there's a good culture of using the policies and that employees know that there is no stigma around them and that there won't be consequences for using them. And ultimately last is that managers and coworkers, organizations, you really need to give mothers control over their return to work decisions because everyone has their own journey and they should have the autonomy over their decisions to prioritize what is important to them.
0: Love that. I Cannot have said it better. I love that we're talking about systemic level changes here because like you said, it's so much bigger than just the one person or even the one manager. But also if you do have that policy, managers are linchpin. But then you have the community too of how can we support this transition. So well put, very much in line with what what we advocate for with this podcast. When you were doing the project, was there anything that surprised you either in the results or you know in the data?
1: I'd say what kind of surprised me and also was the takeaway that I was hoping for was really around the importance of father's leave, that we found that was important for mother's separation anxiety, breastfeeding duration, and return to work. And I really want to stress that Fathers are so important for all these decisions around their turn to work. So mother's breastfeeding when she decides to go to work. And as a result, it's really just critical for gender equity because you need to include fathers in this, that fathers can be a support system for mothers. And also that when fathers are able to take leave, when they're encouraged to take leave then mothers will also feel that they're able to take leave and will face less stigma in doing so. And so really, I guess the surprise, but also what I was hoping for uh, was the same, that fathers are just important and that organizations and society need to push for not only access to paid maternity leave, but just paid parental leave so that it's a more gender equitable policy, as well as also encouraging their use for both mothers, fathers, and everyone, because everyone will just be better off. Uh, when
0: you do so yeah absolutely and like I said you know having had two kids I am just so grateful our jobs are flexible enough and the organizations I worked for had some form of parental leave so I could get that time with our new family member right like I Mm -hmm. not even just as support for the mother though I'm sure like that's as your science suggests very important and has ramifications not just for me but also for my partner but like I don't know I just can't imagine how hard it is to re- have to return to work after your sick leave expires, if you even have sick leave, right? Or like the next day after your child's born or working while your child is being born. It's, uh, yeah, parental leave for everyone.
1: <laughs> yes.
0: So, Drake, why do you do this work?
1: It's all kind of tight. So when I was born, uh, my mom and dad, they only had a couple of days off. There was no paid parental leave at the federal policy, My mom had just started a job, so she hadn't really racked up much paid time off. And my dad was able to get a couple of days off um, through using PTO. And almost 30 years has passed and nothing has changed. Parents still don't get time off. And so uh, I'll share when my son was born last year, um, I was on the job market and I was able to take most of the time off. It wasn't really paid. Luckily, it kind of coincided with the winter break for school
0: very considerate of your son.
1: Yeah, that was amazing. My wife was also able to take time off, but once again, not through a policy. She owns her own business because she's a marriage family therapist. So she really just took unpaid leave because I mean, she's an organization of one. And so she took that. And so we took most of the first four months off and we were really able to do that because we moved into my parents' house, which I'm very grateful for. And I know that that comes from a Great place of privilege. And I was just so grateful that I was able to take those four months off, that I was able to be present, take care of my family, see all of us grow together, as well as support my wife breastfeeding and pumping. So it was really a full circle moment um, with this paper that I had been working on since 2018. And really, I mean, my story is the story of many parents that they don't have paid leave, that if they're lucky, they can lean on family, but that they don't always have that choice. And really, I why I do this work is that needs to change. And the reason that I do all of this kind of work is that I want to improve that, that I want to improve work life, whatever that may mean for people, that I want to improve their well-being, that I want to make it a more equitable policy, a more equitable society where I can.
0: I, and I think you're making steps, right? Like the, the data can help justify the changes. And I think it's super cool that we're two guys having this conversation about how important it is to support this process. Because I, I think maybe that speaks to how society's changing a little bit, right? That parental leave is a people issue, not just a mom's issue. Well, thank you so much, Drake. I really appreciate your time. And um, I'll talk to you later. All
1: right. I really appreciate you having me on. And I hope that maybe I'll be on again in the future.
0: Keep doing great work and you will be for sure. <laughs>
1: <laughs> thank you. Fine.
0: Healthy Work is a podcast written and produced by Keaton Fletcher and Mariana Arvon, mixed and edited by Keaton Fletcher, artwork by Keaton Fletcher, and our music is Zero Microsong by Steve Combs. Please like us, follow us, and subscribe on whatever podcatching software you use, and leave a review in the iTunes store. It really does help get us out there.